And it's warm in here. We, we have a new heating system, which they installed this week, and we praise God for that. Um, as the deacons are um, finishing up taking the offering, um, if you've been here the last couple of weeks, um, you will know that we have been in a series that takes, actually an eight-week series, that takes a deep look at the Sermon on the Mount. And Pastor Bob reminded us a couple of weeks ago that this sermon um, given by Jesus himself was for the benefit of who? Christians, for, for the believers. This teaching was given to his disciples, but there were a lot of other people that were around listening in on that. And last week, Pastor Bob told us that as believers, that we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And it's in that kingdom that what is found? What is found in that kingdom? Yeah, okay, it wasn't that good. Sit down. <laughs> we, we find that's where in that kingdom we find blessing, remember? Yeah, so it's in that kingdom that we find blessing. That's where the Beatitudes uh, come from. This week we're going to dig a little bit deeper into what it means to be a citizen in the kingdom of God. So people of God, not only with your ears, but also with your heart and your soul, hear the word of God. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither does someone light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they place it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. So in these three short verses, we find Jesus giving us as believers a pronouncement. Jesus is saying, you are. If you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you are. This pronouncement um, is supposed to become our very nature or the essence of who we are. Now, there's these pronouncements that Jesus is giving to us is much like Jesus kind of knighting us. Much like the Queen Elizabeth knighting people in her kingdom. You see, in the Dark Ages, knighting people changed who they were and what they did. Knights were fighters of righteousness for their kingdom. 
They stepped into holy wars. Knights were expected to stand up for holiness and truth. Knights affected their world for goodness. And actually, just a bit of trivia, um, I found that um, when they were knighting people, putting the sword on their shoulder and, you know, trying not to cut off their ears as they did that, they um, had a French uh, slogan that they used. Now, I'm not going to try to speak French this morning, thank goodness. But loosely translated, it, it says this, Be thou a knight in the name of God. That's a pronouncement. Jesus is making that same kind of pronouncement on us as citizens of the kingdom of God. Be thou salt. Be thou light in the name of God. Now, when Jesus gives these kinds of pronouncement, it should change who we are and it should change what we do. It should, we should affect our world. In the church, we have all kinds of these pronouncements. We don't use the sword like they did in the knighting, in knighting. But we sometimes use, we use water, as in baptism. It's a pronouncement, you are now a child of the king. We lay hands on each other, like in ordination of elders, deacons, and pastors, instead of a sword. But it still has the same idea. We are making a pronouncement on behalf of God. Now in our modern world, being pronounced salt and light doesn't seem very important, does it? I mean, I'd kind of say, whoop de doo I'm salt, I'm light. It's not really that impressive. But if we look at the ancient world, from the ancient perspective, salt and light were vital to the world. In just these two elements, God is saying that our very nature as believers in Jesus will affect the world just as salt and light do the world. Actually, the Romans, my nose is itchy, sorry. The Romans of Jesus' day had a saying that Jesus might actually be referring to in these passage. But the saying was this, there is nothing more useful than sun and salt. Sun and salt, they were vital at that time. Salt was so important in the ancient world that sometimes people were paid for their labors in salt. It's where we get our word salary from, actually. Christians, we are given this pronouncement as our call to affect our world. You are the salt of the earth. So stay with me now. What does salt do? Makes things taste good. Makes things taste good. Yes, it's enriching, it's enhancing. 
Um, salt also is a preservative. Salt is also necessary for us to maintain life. It's an element that we cannot go without, and any living thing can't go without. So let's take a quick look, enriching, enhancing flavor. If I'm being pronounced salt, I need to be enhancing the world, right? We all enhance our world in different ways. Some of us enhance our world as preachers. Some of us enhance the world as parents. And believe me, raising godly children, I believe, is the most important way to enhance the world. Some of us uh, give our money, our time, our gifts to enhance the world. Enhancement of the world is not just these big, flashy events. It's the small, everyday actions of kindness, of prayer, a meal given, a smile given, a gift given, your time given, your encouragement, the sharing of your faith. Being salt is, the, is done in the way that you treat people at work. Being salt is done in the way you treat people at the drive-through, the way you love your spouse, the understanding you may give to someone who has really screwed up. Being salt may be the way you forgive. Enhancing the flavor of this world is your very lifestyle your very lifestyle. You are salt of the earth. Salt as a preservative. Now, having a preservative in our food has become a dirty word, right? We want everything natural. But actually, for the ancient world, it was vital. They needed to preserve their meat, and salt did that for them. Actually, a preservative is something to stop or slow down decay. I kind of like that better than what we think of as a preservative. If I'm salt, I should be slowing down decay in this world. Sin brings decay, doesn't it? When God created the earth, it was perfect. And it was intended to be perfect forever. I don't even think we can imagine the perfection of this world because we only know a world that has been filled with sin and filled with decay. Have you ever had a cavity in your tooth? Once decay starts in a tooth, it can't be stopped. It will continue to get worse and worse until you take out the decay in its totality and fill it with something else. Yes, we can slow it down, but we can't get rid of it. 
Once sin was introduced into our world, the decay of God's creation only gets worse and worse and worse until all the sin one day will be removed at Jesus' second coming. We've all said it. We've all heard it. Gosh, things just seem to be getting worse and worse and worse. It is because of the decay of the world around us. So if I'm salt, I can't stop the sin. I can't stop decay, but I might be able to affect it enough to slow it down here in my corner of the world, here in your corner of the world, here in Walker, Michigan, here at Orchard Hill Church, in our families, in our homes. Slowing down decay and preserving the kingdom and the creation of God is our job as salt of the earth. And lastly, if I'm salt, I'm, ne I'm a necessary element in this world to maintain life. I'm necessary to someone's life to maintain life, especially eternal life. Someone in this world needs to see and hear the grace of God through and from you. Without your example, without your words, someone may perish. Now, we can't give them eternal life. Only Jesus can do that. But through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us, I can help lead someone to the foot of God. I can help lead someone to the throne of God. Through the Holy Spirit living in me, I can help lead someone to Jesus. God uses me and you in these vital ways. Ever thought of yourself that way? Ever thought about yourself in those terms? God has made this pronouncement on you, a, an announce, a pronouncement on us to be enriching the world, enhancing the world, to help stop the sin, to help stop the decay, and to maintain life. We are necessary to God's plan for this world. Ever thought about yourself in that way? Now, it's not in our power to do it. It is through the presence of the Holy Spirit living within us. But we are God's means of influencing the world for good. But here's the clincher. Salt is only good when it gives itself to something else. Think about that. Salt is only good when it gives itself to something else. Just plain salt, it's a stable compound. It, doesn't, it just doesn't do anything. It's just there. 
It's when you add it to something else. When you add it to your food, it enhances. It's when you pack your meat with it that it'll preserve. And it's when you ingest it into your system that it maintains life. We are only salt of the earth if we give ourselves to something else. So we are salt. And we are light. We hear a lot, we've heard a lot about light lately because we just did the Advent series on the light has come. Remember that one? Okay, everybody says yes. So I'm not going to go into great detail about light, but what does light do to the darkness? Yeah, it pushes the darkness back, doesn't it, Rob? Yeah, it pushes the darkness back. Light also attracts. I mean, moths and bugs and even me are attracted to light, right? I don't want to stay in the darkness. And light gives us direction. We can see it from a long ways off and we can head towards that. It, it gives us direction. This is the way to go. So it pushes back. It attracts. It allows us to see where we're going. And you can't hide light, can you? If you remember a couple, three weeks ago, um, Pastor Laura had a picture of um, a light on a hill, a city on a hill. And of course it was at night. And you could see that very clearly because of all the lights that shine. We are like that city on a hill. We can't hide who we are. We stand out. We become conspicuous. We can't hide our light. We become distinctive and set apart from the world when we are living as light. As light, we can help people know where to head, to give direction, all the while pushing back the darkness wherever we go. Ever thought about yourself in those terms? As humans, if you're like me, I kind of like to have control of the situation around me. Thank you, Michelle. She's like, yeah, I'm a control freak too. And so we kind of like to develop our own little kingdoms. Because when we have our own little kingdoms, we're the ones in control, right? We like to think that we can control this world that we live in. We like to think that we can change the world by our ultimate wisdom, by inventions that we have, by finding cure for diseases, by stopping wars, by making sure everyone is cared for and has food. We work hard at fixing this world, don't we? We see it every day. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't. We should. 
We need to enhance the world around us. But our world, the root problem is not physical. The root problem of our world is spiritual. And we can only take away that sin. We can only take um, that root problem when we give it to Jesus. We can take care of the physical manifestations in this world, but only God can take care of the sin. And he did in the death and in the resurrection of his son Jesus. You see, as salt and as light, we are the manifestation of God's grace in this world. I was reading um, and doing some research, and I came across this sentence that really kind of threw me back, but it's so true. An authentic disciple affects the world around them. They affect people as well. An authentic disciple living into being this pronouncement of being salt and being light can't help but affect the world and to affect people. So the question for us today is really simple. Are you living as salt? Are you living as light? And how are you affecting the world for God? As we opened worship, we sang this song this morning that has the words, and uh, Greg mentioned them as well, bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. People of God, that is our mission in this pronouncement that we are salt, we are light. We, when we live into that lifestyle, we are bringing forth the royal diadem, the crown. Why? Because we want to crown our God, our gracious, beautiful God, Lord of all. We are living into his kingdom and his kingdom alone. And he's the one in control. John 8, 12, and you've seen it um, this morning as well. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. We as believers, we who follow Christ, reflect the greater light of Christ himself. God's grace reflects in us, and we should be conspicuous as the light that comes forth like a city on a hill. It should be giving people direction. It should be pushing back the darkness. As salt, we should be stopping decay, enhancing the world, and helping others to maintain life.
Come on. Okay, we'll get this effect working because you want to see this, I'm sure. I don't need the light on, thanks. Can you see it? People of God, we can't be hidden. When we live as salt, when we live as light, we affect all around us. When we do it as a unit, we affect Walker, we affect Michigan, we affect the United States, we affect the world. Each of us, reflecting Jesus Christ, reflecting and being the salt and light of the earth, gives light, points in a direction, and when combined together, the world can be changed for the glory of God alone. You see, we are the knights of Jesus Christ. Go forth in the name of God. Go forth in the name of his Son. Go forth in the name of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's pray together. Awesome Father, as we think about the idea of being salt and light, that we have been placed here by you called by you to enhance, to enrich, to slow down decay, to affect many different areas of life. But Father, to affect a lost and broken world. Father, until the second coming of Jesus Christ, may we serve into our pronouncement that we are your salt and your light to the coming age. In Jesus' name, amen.